Hello and welcome to Developing the Leader Within Podcast, an award-winning podcast where I interview the top players in the leadership arena and we dissect leadership, management, and career development from all angles. My name is Enrique Acosta-Gonzalez and I use my more than 20 years of experience in leadership development to dig deep into complex issues and bring you the answers you were looking for. If a topic resonates with you and you would like to explore how to overcome it, reach out to me at calendly.com backslash triad leadership solutions to discuss ways to succeed. Welcome back to another episode. We are in Oregon this week and speaking with Rebecca Wilcox Gwynn. Wilcox is an elemental creative. What does that mean? She's an artist, author, dancer, healer, traveler, Zen practitioner, and most of all, a champion and champions sustainability that start from the center of our being. Wilcox, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Enrique. And I think you about got it all. Like <laughs> there's a little bit of everything I get myself wrapped up into and whatever that is, it comes to that magic of working from within and having a sustainable wellness within creating that environment around you in like circles. Right. So there's this ever growing understanding of what it means to be sustainable and how that applies to different areas of our life. And I've been doing that for even longer than I knew about sustainability <laughs> and thinking about what it is to be sustainable in ourselves. And um, it's been a wonderful journey. It's amazing. Now, folks, we're going to be talking just about that sustainability and how to strengthen your leadership uh, through it. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about you, your background, and then we'll get right into the subject matter for today. All right. So as you might have guessed, there's an eclectic background. I have a bachelor's in art administration with an emphasis in performing arts, but I was doing both business practicum and art practicum and mixing those together. I went off to become a massage therapist and I applied my business skills to massage therapy, which I think of as an art and a science and working as you know a health educator along with that. Um, I've done a lot of different things, but I always had that thread of helping people heal themselves. Then I went off to get my master's while I was living 10 years in Sweden and got a master's in strategic leadership towards sustainability and ended up blending those things together when I started working with um, a co-graduate, different years, but co-graduate from Blekinge Tekniska Hugskola. <laughs> I didn't quite get that right in the Swedish, but it's close. And we created with a number of other people, right? This team, which we call Enkindle Global. And that's where we got into working with leadership teams and helping them design sustainable wellness cultures in their organizations. And that's where our specialty came in with that. And so I was able to blend all the things that I do in that discipline you might call. Yeah, that's the amazing. Seldom people take the opportunity to go abroad to study. Uh, so nice that you actually went and did that, got a master's degree and, and sustainability. So when, when you talk about sustainability and the common thing, it's usually in the recycle side, trying to get everything uh, to, to actually benefit uh, the earth and the consumers. 
in this specific episode, we're talking about sustainability as it pertains to us. So what is sustainability from your point of view? Sustainability in and of itself, right? It's that melu, that way of being, the way of living that creates a lifestyle that can be sustained over time. And when you look at it from an individual's point of view, it's being well, it's having the health that you need to do all the things you want to do to live a long life. And you can just translate into sustainability with your communities, both social and environmental um, sustainability, because you need to have both. You can't have one without the other because people who are suffering can't work towards sustainability. Who cares about recycling if you're starving? You know, so there's this balance of how we need to look at the planet as a whole. And that's one of the things that I loved about sustainability, thinking about holism. It's a way of thought that all things are integrated and that the like person is greater than the sum of its parts. A lot of times we like to think of ourselves as, well, I have a circulatory system, I have a skeleton, I have muscles, I have, you know, ear, nose, and throat, you know, whatever. But these aren't separate things. You know, we've had this idea of, as we've had this destructivism kind of idea of pulling things apart and looking at this at the parts, we forget that the whole is important to think of how it works together. And that goes into the even bigger circle of our planet. We'll sort of, we'll, we'll leave it at planet for now. <laughs> we have this um, one system and like the system of the biosphere is just like having one body, right? You only get one body and however you treat it is how it's gonna get you through life. And the same thing with the planet. And um, we like to think of sustainability or you know helping the climate with doing recycling, but we've been doing that for 30 years and it doesn't work, right? So in sustainability, we have to stop thinking about um, small things, you know, recycling or reducing electricity use. Those things are good, but they aren't going to save us, right? There, we have to have systems change to be able to have a true sustainable life here on this planet. Yeah, I love that because you you hardly ever hear anything out of sustainability for outside of the the world type of sustainability, you know, mm-hmm. clean air, you, know, you mentioned recycling um, and, and things like that, but we seldom take an opportunity to think of it in terms of us. How do we keep a system and you Mm -hmm. boil it down to to the body uh, where we can actually sustain the long haul of our life in a good way? Right. We we do plenty of abuse. (laughs) Right. There's plenty of abuse, um, whether it's eating or, you know, not exercising or mental uh, fatigue or, or, you know, spiritual fatigue, emotional and, and physical fatigue. There are so many ways we can abuse this body. But I wanted to ask you, uh, having said that and now bringing it towards the the human aspect of it, why is sustainability so important? If we don't consider sustainability for ourselves, right, and our person, we don't plan ahead. Like we have, and in some ways it's, it's easier to s- describe the counter 
rather than explain what it is. Because if we have this culture of working ourselves to death, that we're like all these other things outside of us are more important than we are. Um, and that can drain us down. That brings on, that's what brings on burnout. And a lot of the work I did within Kendall Global was preventing burnout for individuals and organizations. So this thing, if we don't take care of our bodies, we can burn out. And the problem is most people think, oh, but not me. Everybody else is going to burn out, but not me. I can do it. I'm tough. I just need another cup of coffee. And meanwhile, nothing wrong with some coffee now and again. But if we're trying to medicate ourselves from the outside, that's a sign that we're actually tired. We need to sleep. And we get used to this feeling of being amped up, always doing and somehow it feels wrong when we're not doing something, right? We get used to being in an unhealthy pattern. So that when we start to do things like sleep and eat properly and get hydrated and take the breaks that we need, we feel weird, right? And so it's really easy to lapse into bad habits again because we haven't fully adjusted and it takes months to really get adjusted and that's a hard transition. It's not, an, it's not an easy thing that I'm calling people to do, right? It takes a lot of discipline and focus and thinking about what your eventual goals are in your life. And again, people are very focused in the now. And on one level, yes, that's good. You know, <laughs> I do Zen meditation. The now is good. However, there has to be this balance of being in the now, but also planning for the future. And that means doing the things you know you need to do because pretty much all of us know what to do. We know how to take care of ourselves. We know what we should be doing. We just don't. And so this way of thinking about sustainability is a way of looking at a model that can help us plan and make better decisions so that we can do all the things we want to do and be healthy, live a long life without disease. Yeah, I see a huge gap in the way leaders execute their day to day in terms of their ability to tell others what is what they should do, uh, knowing good and well, they don't. Right. So mm -hmm. this is a challenge for most leaders that are in operation. They tend to push themselves to the back burner where all of the all of the things are piling up on them. Mm -hmm. And before they know it, you mentioned burnout, right? That here, here they are in a episode where their body is no longer helping them, <laughs> you know, uh, continue yeah. down a path of destruction. And so it, it, it breaks down. So what are leaders missing when it comes to sustainability and why is it, uh, you know, why are they falling prey to this so much? My personal opinion is that they're not thinking in a holistic way. We worked with organizations in a way to help the leadership shift their habits so the whole organization um, could be more healthy. But we would talk to um, 
you know, a lot of HR, but also sometimes the CEO or you know, whoever's taking on that responsibility. And what they really want is a quick fix. They're like, I don't want to have to do culture change. That's too much of an investment. And how about you just sign us up for some yoga classes? We'll pay for people's gym memberships. And then we can check that box and we're done. We've done our responsibility. Now as on the employee's hands to like take care of themselves, right? And again, leaders, a lot of times leaders are modeling by overworking. They overwork themselves. And I've seen it where they're like, you go ahead and take a break, but I'll keep working. But nobody wants to take a break if the boss is still working, you know, and there's these things that don't fall into alignment. You have to have a serious commitment as a leader in any kind of organization that you live in this way and that you model the healthy behavior, that you take the days off when you're actually sick. <laughs> you know, these things that are important for your body to be sustainable in the long run. And there's tons of research out there that you save money, tons of money by changing your culture. Because what we're doing with this you know, rat race culture is that, right? And we also, this thing drives me crazy and it's also saved me from time to time is this, we give our employees coffees, coffee, right? Or you bring coffee, you're expected to drink coffee all the time. If you're not drinking coffee all day that there's something wrong with you, like that's how we get productive. However, it can do things like dehydration and you don't sleep when you need to. And these two things bring on illness. And what you do by having a rest culture, like you promote rest, you promote healthy exercise and sleep and this way of living, then people aren't calling out sick. They are not irritable. They can think better. You know, when we get super tired, then our brain stops working. We make mistakes and a lot of things go wrong. And this is where you're losing money. And it's this whole system change of looking at sustainability from a holistic point of view for ourselves and the people who are leading that we live in this way that makes wellness a priority. And in our wellness, we work better. And I hear, you know, habits and practice and what you want employees to do, you should be doing yourself. Uh, what a novel thought. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, we're often looking at leaders for guidance. Mm -hmm. We want to know what it is that's appropriate and not. And you made a, a point earlier. Hey, if the boss is working, no one wants to go home or no one wants to leave early because then how is that going to, you know, be seen? Mm -hmm. And so you, you're, you're adding to the culture of negating yourself for the sake of appearances, which is not often good. And leaders need to understand that the first person that needs to exemplify what the company stands for and their policies and what they want out of their employees has to come from leadership. And so when a leader is in their role, this is not something that comes up, right? It's not part of, 
uh, your check-in. They're not talking about sustainability. They're not talking about, you know, uh, don't have bad habits. They're not talking about anything about that. So where can we incorporate sustainability as we execute these leadership roles? Call up and Kendall Global. We'll help you, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Uh, so there are organizations besides in Kindle Global, um, just to be fair, that can help you, you know, walk through that process because system change is, is a hard way. It's a hard path to take. Not impossible, but think about any time you've ever changed a habit in your life or you really wanted to shift and go in a direction that was maybe the opposite of what you were doing. I mean, did you just decide to do that and it was over? <laughs> right it does not work that way um so i'd say there's those who are leading in this position of wanting to have sustainability for themselves for the people they're leading for the organizations that they're working with it has to come from a value system you know and you have to believe in it um it, at least believe in it enough that you can implement the change right and again, that's just, okay, this is the new way and this is how we're going to do things um, and buying in, you know, that that's hard when you're looking at a big organization, right? Maybe you have a huge leadership team, uh, but there has to be the people at the top that are leading from that place of this is truly important. I'm not pretending that it's important. There has to be buy-in for it to work you know and that's often the hardest part right the mm -hmm. buy-in from those that are uh, running the organization the buy-in from the leaders there on position most people see these practices and adjustments as waste of time or you're burning through my money faster or and and you have mentioned earlier hey the check in the box right everybody's looking for the check in the box uh right. saying that's gonna solve hey, my problem right right yeah hey i i've done my part i've provided an avenue for you to get there if you don't get there you know what you want me to do uh and what they do is they set it up for failure so that they can get rid of it <laughs> because yeah i mean well and not always on purpose you know <laughs> but they didn't have the buy-in they didn't understand it they didn't whatever it was that didn't work for them you know is the problem and having to find that way it which it works for them uh, to be able to lead it but it doesn't it doesn't work to just have a simple check the box kind of fix you know there's, there's <laughs> i think we should see that by now but people are still wanting to do that because it's it's easier it's like we want to take you know an aspirin or whatever pain reliever of choice you like to fix the headache when what you really need is water and sleep, right? So what I'm asking people to do is to drink plenty of water and sleep and I'm not handing them a tablet. Yeah, it's easy to run to those things that are prepackaged and will give you results real quick, right? And the world is after a lot of quick fixes uh, there are no quick fixes in leadership, folks. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. It takes a lot of commitment, a lot of decisive uh, approaches, a lot of making sure that this is important, right? And when you ask 
and you speak about buy-in, uh, Wilcox, it's, it's, it's hard to get that at the top when the top is mostly talking about, you know, money and what's coming in and what's going out. Uh, and, and it's, it's such a hard thing, but if a leader is saying, you know what, I'm listening to this. I, I'm really not taking care of myself. I'm really not setting the example. I'm really not uh, living a sustainable life. I'm, I'm hurting myself. What's one thing that they must remember uh, before considering adding sustainability approaches as they go down this road of, of making the, their life better? I've touched on values already. Right? I think there's this, this come to the truth idea. You have to look at what's important to you. Do you actually care about your health? Do you care about living into your old age or however old you're going to be and be healthy and able to do the things you want to do. You know, it might be a different thing for one person than it is for another, but it comes down to what is your value for your future self? You know, the United States, to take an example, and the UK is right behind, <laughs> is that we have this workaholic culture, right? And we have some of the richest countries in the world. And we're also, we have the most sickness, most diseases, most overweight, most like diabetes, heart failure, whatever, all the things. Why is it that this rich country or rich countries have such problems? It has a lot to do with this valuing money over health. And that that's a big um, trade-off. Yeah, money, if you really want to. Yeah, money money that's printed at sometimes at a greater pace than what is valued, <laughs> and you're switching off something that is uh, you only get one of these, right? Only one body at a you know at any given life, uh, and when you value something external over the internal you i i think you're already losing you're already losing it, it has to weigh heavy on you to in order to say i need this and mm -hmm. i often ask myself why does it have to get to that point where i mean you have no other choice but to do this in order for you to benefit from it because it, it actually is a benefit to you it's human nature, right? This is what we've done to ourselves for a long time is this uh, not really looking at the consequences of our actions long term. And you can look at that from you know societal way in sustainability. We're looking at you know climate change and all these things that are going wrong in the world, but also with our culture and with ourselves. It's like this is important to think about how we do this and it is not easy, right? It's much easier to look at the short-term thing and like, but I need to do this many hours so I can live this kind of life. I can go on this vacation, I can do whatever. And I understand that it's like getting harder and harder. Our economy is stressful in and of itself because you know wages aren't keeping up with costs of living. 
And this is a huge problem. It's only causing people to work even harder and get sicker. You know, and this is something we have to look at from a societal level too. But I'll try to stay on the, on the personal, right? That this is part of what I mean about holism. It all relates. You can't take the person out of the society and try to live in a way that isn't in congruency with that society. It's like swimming upstream. I mean, try being the person who wants to live a healthy lifestyle, but they're in an organization or a family, right? Another type of organization that lives in the opposite way. It's hard to like keep doing the things you want to do just because you're swimming upstream and the water's pushing against you. And then it's easy to like lax back into what's easier to do because everybody else is doing it. That reminds me of my daughter <laughs> because she, she's always looking for better ways to, you know, to feed herself better, better products to use. Uh, she's always looking for something that will, uh, you know, in the spirit of sustainability will help her long-term, right. And be healthy and all that. But when you live in a household that maybe, you know, like you said, is going and flowing in the opposite direction is easy to jump back into whatever. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and, and she's tried many ways, uh, to incorporate things, um, that will help her sustainability, but the, but the environment is not created to help her mm -hmm. continue down that road. You know, similar to an organization, there can be a leader that wants to go down this road and, and, and help himself or herself and be an example to their team. But if the organization is non-supportive by their practices and habits, then it's a tough road to go through. Um, so if you're a leader out there and, and you are and want to be sustainable, at least for yourself, you know, we're going to ask uh, a Wilcox right now how to how to get a hold of her and, uh, and a company at least uh, to point you in the right direction and uh, creating that for you and maybe your organization. So uh, Wilcox, how can someone get a hold of you if they have questions on sustainability or, or a a, a company that you may uh, a favor to give them that uh, information. Thank you. Uh, I would love to hear from anyone who's even has got a question. Um, I will try to direct you in the best way possible. I do take on coaching clients and I can do that with you and help talk you through a specific process that works for you. Um, my email is Wilcox at Wilcox.works like working works. <laughs> and um, I also work with Enkindle Global still. If you want to look at EnkindleGlobal.com, uh, if you have an organization, if you have an organization, you can talk to me and I'll probably bring them in to want to work with a team. Like we, we usually work as a team. It works better that way. Um, but I'm happy to do individual stuff. I've written this book, Elemental Living, which um, I wrote as I was starting to do this kind of coaching and it's a model of how to look at creating your own system that works for you because i don't think that one model works for each person one system works for each person because people are different what motivates us is different our situations in life are different so we have to look at each person 
individually to see what will work with, for them and then create that system for them specifically. Well, great folks. We're going to have the, that information as part of the show notes and video. So you can get a hold of Wilcox or in Kendall. Thank you so much Wilcox for sharing this time with me uh, talking about sustainability is such an important part of our lives as individuals, right? If, if you don't want to do it and motivate the world with your actions, that's fine, but do it for yourself. Uh, if you're a leader listening, do it for yourself, create a system that is sustainable, that you can take your, you know, your future in your hands today. That, that's what you can do and, uh, and help yourself out because we're all not going to be working forever. Uh, but this body is going to take us into our old age. Like you mentioned earlier, uh, it's best that we invested it now and, uh, at whatever stage you may be, but thank you again, uh, Wilcox for being with me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And today's episode is sponsored by Triad Leadership Solutions and Superpass, which are powering our website and app. If you've enjoyed this episode and learned something interesting about the topic covered today, make sure to subscribe and let us know by leaving a comment right now. And we're always looking for new ideas and guests that we can add to our show. So if you know somebody that or a topic that you may have and would like featured on the podcast, uh, or want to sponsor our show, we'd love to hear about it by emailing us at triadleadershipsolutions at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode where we dissect leadership from another angle. And as we like to end the show. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Triad Leadership Solutions and on Twitter at TLS underscore FL. Thanks again. I'll see you next week and success to you.